Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Good to me. So, see for your G1. Is, yeah, mate. Has everyone had six matches? Yeah? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm up to. Right, okay. I've got I've the not. standings here. Yeah, I've not got the... Uh, I've not got today and yesterday's results. Uh, I've just just said to Troy then, I'll do right. like a bumper one next week um, because it'll be leading up to the finals. Oh, uh, oh lovely stuff. I'll wait until you finish what's oh. in your mouth, mate. <laughs> All right. No worries. No problem. Lovely. Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen, and good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, listeners, wherever you are in the world and whatever time it may be. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast with me, Troy, Jay, and Aaron. How are we doing, fellas? All good, man. Perfect. Lovely stuff. Uh, we'll bowl straight into it. Aaron, what tidbits and trinkets do you have for us today? We're going to do, it's the 11th today, uh, we're going to do the 9th, 10th and 11th of October. So, starting off, on the 9th, got two birthdays, or two people were born on the 9th. Eddie Guerrero was born in 1967. Nice. Happy birthday, Eddie. Rest in uh, peace. In 1971, Stevie Richards was born. Steve, what, of right to censor? Of right to censor. <laughs> Amazing. Why, why did you why did you leave the shit one for a second? Because <laughs> it's an order. <laughs> um, in 2000, on the 9th, the infamous phrase, I did it for the rock, came from Rikishi's mouth as he admits running over Stone Cold 11 months beforehand at Survivor Series. God, I'd almost managed to erase that from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> on the 9th in 2005, with the No Mercy pay-per-view, where Batista defeated Eddie Guerrero in what would be Eddie's last pay-per-view before passing away. Oh, no way. On his Ow. birthday too. Bloody hell. That was a good match, though. Yeah, I remember. Awesome. Eddie, wasn't Eddie meant to take the belt like at Survivor Series? Probably. Or... Not Survivor Series because it was SmackDown vs Raw, but uh, I know he was meant to face Sean at Mania 22 the following Mania. Yeah, he was meant. I'm sure that would have been incredible. Yeah, I'm sure I'd read that he was meant to take the belt off Batista, um, for another for a second run. (laughs) Um, and a year later in 2006, Kurt Angle makes his highly anticipated debut in TNA when he confronts Samoa Joe at the end of the show. The debut led to the feud that assisted TNA's largest ever buy rate on a pay-per-view at lockdown at the time. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, and we'll jump to the 10th. The worst pay-per-view in wrestling history happened in 1999. God, what was that? Heroes of Wrestling. 
What? <laughs> Heroes, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's bad. You're um, gonna have to watch the whole paper if you try. <laughs> wrestling with regret does like a review of. I think they did two shows, didn't they? Um, yeah. And he he has a review of both. It's worth checking out. It's it's a shit show. So, <laughs> a literal shit show. The it, drizzling. It was the it was the drizzling shit. It was um. <laughs> It was big stars from the 90s. Bear in mind, this is 1999. Right. So you had Jimmy Snooker, the Bushwhackers, okay. King Kong Bundy, Yokozuna. So the main event was Jim Neidhart and King Kong Bundy versus Jake Roberts and Yokozuna. Wow. But it was meant to be two singles matches, but Jake the Snake was, it is not that much that he was like doing like performing sex acts and bunny ears. On his snake. <laughs> Good grief. Wow. Is that the match where he fell asleep at ringside as well and got counted out? Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. he gets thrown out the ring by Nida and falls asleep at ringside and then gets counted out. Probably have to watch that one, I. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, mate. It's, it's um, worth a watch. Uh, and then on the 10th in 2010, Speaking of drugs, Jeff Hardy defeats Angle. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. Jeff Hardy defeats Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson to win the vacant world title at Bound for Glory, turning heel in the, pro- in the process, which would and he would join Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Abyss, and Jeff Jarrett to form the team Immortal. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Wow, <laughs> twenty ten DNA. And what, what a year for t- for TNA. Oh, <laughs> uh, Hogan slowly destroying that fucking company. Good grave. Uh, uh, in twenty eleven, on the tenth, Masato Tanaka defeated MVP at the Destruction Eleven show to become the second ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Nice, cool. nice. Just a little. And then, finally, we'll jump on today on the 11th. In 1988, Trevor Mann is born, also known as Rick O'Shea. The Irish High Flyer. Yep. Trevor Mann, Trevor Mann, does whatever a Trevor can. (laughs) Um, On on 2010, following Bound for Glory... TNA taped the episode of Impact where only six minutes of actual wrestling happened on a two-hour show. Fuck me, silly. <laughs> that sounds about right for that time. Peak TNA. <laughs> so no, in charge. No, notable things were obviously the whole immortal team just showing them and promos and all that shit. Tara laid down for Madison Rain to win the title from her. That wasn't even really a match. And your main event was RVD versus Mr. Anderson, which was most of the six minutes. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's appalling. But then on the same night, you've got SmackDown puts on the 40 man, 41 man battle royal, which is the largest WWE has ever put on. Randy Orton wins to earn a world title match versus Mark Henry later on in the show. Well, oh. the one he did in Saudi last year. That was a Royal Rumble. That was a no, Rumble. no, they, they did the Battle Royal as well. Was it 41? Battle Royal. How many men was it? 51. Oh, well. Was it? Yeah. 
Oh. One of man saw one. Oh, God, yeah. Saudi Arabia doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Glorified house show. <laughs> it was the same night that um, something big happened. Because it was. I know the fiend one. The fiend, yeah. yeah. Could have been the fiend either winning or losing the belt. Yeah, I think one or the other. I think that was when he beat um, beat Seth, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. probably. There you go. There's your tip bets. Thank you very much. Covering Mars from last week's appalling atrocity, like two things. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. More of those next week. Uh, Moving on, Jay. So, lots of tournament talk today, guys. Are you excited? I am. I'm chomping at the bit, as they say. So, we had the Ring of Honor Pure title tournament, the last two uh, quarterfinals of that. Uh, PJ Black defeated Tony Deppen, and aka PJ Black, obviously, Justin Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Hot Sauce Tracy Williams defeated (coughs) Russ Taylor. Hot Sauce Um, Tracy Williams. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually really good. He's just got a shit name. (laughs) (laughs) So that gives us our semi-finals for A Block and B Block. So A Block, we're going to be having Jay Lethal versus David Finley and Fred Yehi versus Hot Sauce. Um, B Block, we're going to be getting John Gresham versus Matt Seidel and Josh Woods versus PJ Black. I still think they're going for Woods and uh, not Woods, sorry, uh, Gresham and Lethal. In the final. Yeah, in the final. Um, yeah. I think Thank you could see them today off, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing as they're the tag team champions, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, got a bit nice. of a story. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Ring of Honor stuff. Um, moving swiftly on, we'll go to the G1 Climax. So, I've got here rounds five and six. Um, uh, I have the stand-ins here for your round six at the end of round six. Cool. Nice. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, so, block A first, we've got Kota Ibushi beating Will Ospreay in a Wrestle Kingdom rematch. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii defeating Taichi. Kazuchika Okada somehow beat Minoru Suzuki, the mayor the grandpa. Um, <laughs> Jeff Cobb beat Jay White. And Shingo Takagi beat Yujiro Takahashi. Block B, we had Tanahashi beat Kenta. Naito beating Yoshihashi. Evil beating Juice Robinson. Yes, Evil. Sanada. Getting the win over Zack Sabre Jr. He's coming for it, lads. <laughs> he's a late starter, but he's going to win him. Um, Hiroki Goto beating Yano. Uh, round six, we had Shingo Takagi with the massive upset over Kota Ibushi. Uh, Jay White beating Taichi. Will Ospreay somehow beating Mayor the Grandpa himself. Now, <laughs> before you carry on, there was a little thing that Osprey done before. After his last match, where he was like, it's not Minoru Suzuki, it's my dad. He's the same age as my dad. I'm just going to go beat up my dad. It's not Minoru Suzuki, it's my dad. I'm, I'm surprised that uh, Minoru Suzuki didn't wipe him off the face of the air for that one. Honestly. <laughs> fucking hell. I love Osprey. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he will after all this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, K- Kazushika Okada beat Jeff Cobb. Tomohiro Ishii beat Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, round, si- uh, round six B block, we had Evil beating Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes, Evil! <laughs> Naito beating Juice Robinson. Sanada beating Kenta. Come on, Sanada! Zack <laughs> um, Sabre Jr. outsmarting, outsmarting Yano. Um, 
Goto beating Yoshihashi. Um, nice. Saber Junior's had some fun, funny promos actually in this. Um, one bit where one where he was literally, I don't know why, but he was sat on like a wheelie suitcase and he kind of wheeled himself in to cut a promo. <laughs> Challenged their Sonata to a best of 487 series. <laughs> uh, just just gold from Zack Sabre Jr. So, um, uh, have you got the standings there, Aaron? Yep. Did you? So, Group A, uh, joint first in Group A, Kota Bushi, Jay White, Will Ospreay, and Okada with eight points each. Mm-hmm. Interesting. On the on the off chance it does happen, I don't think it will. Looking at what matches we've got left, but if there's a draw um, going into the final for A, will that would that make it a triple threat or a fatal four? Uh, well, I just well, yeah, I'd assume so. If they're all on like the same, has that happened before? Against each other. Or, yeah, or yeah. Uh, I don't think so. But or the well, other the other thing is they might they might do it as well. Say say if like ones beat another. Then that knocks them out and like record against each other, sort of thing to decide it. Yeah, usually how they figure it out is if two of them are on the same point, they go to the match that they had against each other, and whoever won it goes. Oh, I see. Like they do that yeah. in football as well. Like, yeah, always they do like the head to head record and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, join fifth uh, with six points, only two points behind Tai Chi, Minoru Suzuki. Shingo Tagagi and Tomohiro Ishii with six points. Uh, ninth place, Jeff Cobb with four points, and then Yujiro Takashi with zero points at the bottom. First and second positions are close. Only a couple of points yeah. in that. All eight people. It's all. It's all. Regina. There's three matches left at this point, um, and it's all kind of very wide open. It's mm. very wide open. Um, what about Group B? B block Tetsuya Naito at the top with 10 points my man <laughs> well done uh, Evil in second with 8 points go oh, on boy oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joint third with 6 points is Josh Robinson Toru Yano Hiroshi Tanahashi Haruki Goto Sanada and Zack Sabre Jr Sanada's got Sanada's got this 6 people with 6 points uh, points Ken on nine for four points and Yoshiashi at the bottom with two. Sweet. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun last few matches. Yeah. Nice. Interesting indeed. Yes, yeah. Come on, Osprey and Nigel. Um, <laughs> Should we, we talk about some um, NXT UK, fellas? NXT UK! Yeah, let's do it. The NXT UK Heritage Cup. <laughs> 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 Your mother sells Avon <laughs> every week. Right. This is the one that we always seem to like have the weirdest shit come out of our mouths. <laughs> um, something tells me that's not going to change this week. <laughs> so we open up with a women's tag match uh, Zaya Brookside and Danny Luna versus Amal and Nina Samuels. Um, so, as they're entering, <laughs> um, the faces are out. Amale comes out, or Amal. I think I think Amal. 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 Spelled Amal. It. It's pronounced Amal. Yeah. Amal. Um, she as she's like making her entrance, like literally, she's barely started making it. Nina Samuels' <laughs> music comes on, and she looks kind of like shows her up. up. 
um, they, they make a big deal about the fact that Nina Samuels feels like she's always got to be the centre of attention. Yeah. Just before might, you go into might the... play into that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, our music sounded like something very similar. I couldn't have put my finger on it, though, at the start. Nina I had a Samuel. couple of things to say on that. Yeah. So, well, Zion Brookside's music sounds like something from Beat Saber. Uh, Danny Luna looks like a B-rate Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, and Nina's intro video looks like it was made on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that. Um, yeah. Nina's music kind of reminded me of Bailey's. I don't know why. Um, I, I can't remember what it was. I had something in my head, but it was very... It, it, sort, it sort of reminded me of Bailey's. I, I, I don't think it sounded much like it. It just did. Might have been the pacing or something. Um, so yeah, the match starts with Nina and Danny. Uh, lots of technical wrestling. Uh, Zaya, like the faces, take over again. More technical wrestling. Amel makes the save. Um, the hot tag, sorry. Cravat takedown and penalty kick to Luna, and then Luna eventually fights off the two heels with a double clothesline. Mm. Um, a lot of, a lot of like strength um, offense from. Uh, Luna, she's uh, they yeah, were hyped she up a, how like how she had like a big strength advantage over everyone. She um, comes from like a powerlifting background, apparently. Like she looks at, she's one that's really kind of short, squat, like just low yeah. stocky, like, stocky like impact power. Like she, she, looks, looks, really she looks like a she looks like an L seven weenie. She, she looks like a what? Sorry, not <laughs> <Not> this again. <laughs> I didn't even hear what he said. An L seven weenie. Mumbled something in <laughs> Scottish. I don't know. No, no. Um, it was on AEW. It was a poster. Someone said MGF's an L7 weenie. I right. done a search on what it meant, and it was like stocky, like upper body, basically a square person with an L7 weenie. <laughs> like an upside, upside down triangle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she had to she had a really nice fallaway slam on Samuels, a couple of suplexes as well. Uh tag Zaya in, Zaya hits some um a head scissors and then Samuels dodges a corner splash and hits like a really nice she get she gets a zero on like a shoulders, spins yeah. around and back breakers it. Yeah. That looks really cool. Um and she knocks she knocks Danny Luna off the apron. Like a handstand. Yeah, does yeah. the Kashida handstand kick thing. Um That's it. And she thinks she is Kushida. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so then after that, like, Luna comes in, tries to get a revenge. Ref, like, sort of keeps her out of the ring. Meanwhile, the heels are double team in their zia. Um, more working over her by Samuels. Amel makes a blind tag and Nina Samuels looks furious by this. <laughs> and he's like, literally, they make a big point of a stewing on the apron. Like, Viewing about it, miserable as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, she get um, Luna gets the hot tag, hits a couple of suplexes on it on Amel. Amel manages to fight out a one, and she goes to tag Nina, and Nina, Nina like puts a hand out and then jumps down and goes, "No, no, no, you've got this. It's, you <laughs> you want the spotlight and just fucks off." Fuming, <laughs> um, and then Luna and Zia hit like a. It was weird. So they put they put um, a Mel on the top rope. Hmm. Zia grabs her wrists and flings her over her head. Yeah, and then Luna caught and power bombed her. It was Brookside's finisher. It's called the Brooksy bomb. Yeah, 
And so she, I think she performed that, which is part of the, the pulling down by the arms. And then yeah. Luna played into that to kind of add the, the power bomb bit at the end. But then the actual bit where she pinned her was a really interesting maneuver. She did like a, yeah, she did like a, um, the, wasn't it like she rolled over the top of her? It looked, yeah, it looked a bit like Charlotte's figure eight. Yeah. Like when she kind of, like, she lifts she like up bridged her over her, but That's like it. a reverse jackknife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cover. Um, yeah, faces win. Uh, everyone looked good in this match. Yeah. Wasn't. It wasn't an amazing match, but it played its part in like building all four of the women. Up it's just, yeah, I wave. think these are only there the last couple of weeks just to show off the women's division and to try and establish a few more people. They, didn't they say as well that Danny Luna and Amel were both new signings? Yeah, um, yeah. Nina Samuel, she 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 was uh, on the first episode of. She wrestled NXT in the first day. ever episode. Yeah, yeah, against Tony Storm, I believe. Uh, yeah. she's, she's decent heel. She feels she feels like a shit version of Ginny. <laughs> him, yeah. the way she was even the way she was like portraying herself was like you're just you're just shit Ginny <laughs> um, whether whether that means I think I've got a feeling she was in a Ginny's faction in progress the House oh. of Couture whether that may means that maybe that's getting a a debut I don't know but that'd be okay. cool if it does yeah uh, after this we've got Ilya Dragunov looking for Sk- Sid Scarlett. They ask him a question. He goes, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm looking for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees Sid Scarlett and Pete Dunne having a little chat and he goes over and he's like, he basically just says, I want uh, want Wolf and Belter next week. And Scarlett's like, well, there's two of them. There's only one of you. Who's going to be your partner? And he kind of just looks at Pete Dunne and goes, he'll do. And then <laughs> Pete Dunne goes, <laughs> Just him pointing in his face, he sort yeah. of pointed, looked over, and didn't bother. Just kept it in his hand and went, "He'll do." <laughs> yeah, and then Pete Dunne's just like, "Yeah, oh. all right." <laughs> <laughs> just so so unhappy to be arrested every week. Um, laugh if I fucking have to. <laughs> um, that'll be a good match, though. Um, yeah, man. I, I really wanted to lead to a Pete Dunne Ilya match because mm. their match at their match at um, Progress oh. Hello Wembley. Hello, Emily. Is fucking hard. Like I think that's the one you mentioned the other week. Like when this, yeah, because it's got it. The double main event is um, Ilya versus Pete Dunne and Volta versus Tyler Bates. Nice. Before they did the takeover match, and it's right, right, right. Really good show. Um, Sweet. Yeah. After this, they interview pa- uh, Piper Niven, and she says Kaylee Ray's running her mouth again. Uh, so. She thinks that someone's going to be shutting her mouth for her. Yeah, just a lot of there's a lot of build up for this uh, state of the women's division. Um, state of the, the union, they're calling it. I don't understand. Yeah. Just say she's coming out to have a chat. Why does it have to be given a name? State of the union. It's a, it's a very heelish thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. After this, we get bootleg Brody versus Jack Stars. Grunts <laughs> um, <laughs> way too much. Yeah. yeah, Saxon Huxley, he's, he's hus, being more... Huss, Huss, Huss. That's all he did for about 15 minutes. <laughs> I didn't get the TV. This was basically a squash match, so... To draw an Huxley out squash. Match. I thought yeah. I was a bit to see. <laughs> yeah, Hux- Huxley uh, works over the arms, Stars manages to fight on drop kicks. Huxley just no-sells it. Um <laughs> He starts throwing stars around the ring. He hits a massive, like, slap, like, body slam. But he, like, launches him from one corner to the other, pretty much. Mm. Uh, and then he's, like, throwing him from corner to corner, and he does a big, another big beal. Um, 
he goes for an Argentine backbreaker, which is like a modified torture torture rack. Yeah. Um, and Stars eventually fights out of it. Gets a little bit of offense. Uh, he gets, I think he gets Huxley down to one knee, doesn't he? Yeah, he drop um, kicks him and lowers him down. But Huxley basically no sells it. There was a couple of moments in this where, like, I think from the off, like Stars was showing that he was obviously much, much quicker and just kind of bounding around the ring. And then once Huxley got his hands on him, it was just like kind of over. But then yeah, every now again, and again, Stars would get a little bit of a fight back. And then, yeah, like you say, Huxley just no selling everything pretty much. Yeah. Again, it was kind of like playing up to the sort of comparisons of Huxley and Bruiser Brody. It was yeah. a very Bruiser Brody thing. Yeah. Uh, Huxley gets him up for what looks like it's going to be a road and power slam. Um, stars like lands on the apron and then he goes to do a springboard and doesn't Huxley just like swap out the air or something <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then he picks him up he gets you know I think he catches him he comes over to do like a crossbody and then that's, that's right he catches, he, he him, catches and then, him and puts him in it um, yeah launches he, him into the turnbuckle <laughs> yeah he does like the Oklahoma stampede which is like a running power slam into the turnbuckle oh then, is that what that's called yeah, but then instead of doing the final bit of the Oklahoma Stampede, which is a running power slam, right? Can't do that because Braun uses that move. Um, <laughs> he kind of like turns him over into a neck breaker and then like hits it, which I looks think, really nice. Yeah, I think um, McGuinness calls it is it the the elevator drop? Yeah, calls it. Yeah, um, yeah. Huxley wins. Um, did did everything I needed to. It made them look like a a killer. Um, yeah, man. A, a bruiser, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think they're kind of building Huxley up for a rematch with with Volta yeah, somewhere definitely. down the line. Yeah, uh, and this is the start of it. Hopefully, like he gets it. like a nice match uh, on the undercard of um, Takeover when if that finally happens. Yeah. Uh, after this, we got a hype package for Gallus. Just kind of recaps them winning the belt and talking about like how they knew each other. At one point, Wolfgang says that. Uh, Mark Coffey hit someone so hard that the jaw fell off the face and went into the front row. Someone in the weird. crowd caught it and kept it as a yeah. souvenir. Mark Coffey kind of like desperately <laughs> trying to not burst out laughing as he said that. <laughs> um, That's just Drew selling his drugs. That's what that is. With his burner phone. With his burner phone. This Wolfgang referred to them as a firm and not a faction, which I thought was quite cool. Like it's yeah, like, proper proper Glasgow. That's the thing. Hello, unless you're from the UK or that's, Scotland, like you don't know what that's what the is. whole like thing of Gallus is, isn't it? It's meant to be like a sort of like hooligans, group, group of hooligans and ruffians, <laughs> rapscallions. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, toe yeah. rags, fucking numpties. <laughs> <laughs> it it, do, it does a good job and kind of like. Reminding yeah. everyone of why Gallus was such a threat going like before the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Gallus. I like him a lot. Yeah, they're, they're good. Um, hopefully, they just continue to grow. I guess. Uh, yeah. After this, they, you get pretty deadly showing up. I, I didn't realize how like posh they were. Yeah, I just put this pretty deadly. deadly, irritating cunts. Yeah, I just put a pair of tops. Uh, Those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loud shirts just yeah oh. um, the, they get asked about Eddie Dennis um, after like shooting down the interview a few times like oh no we're not here to talk about this we're not here to talk about that and they ask about De- Eddie Dennis and they go oh no we'll, we'll talk about Nunya and they go he goes what and he goes, oh, don't you know who Nunya is he goes, no. No. 
go, none your business, and then fuck off. <laughs> um, I laughed they, at that. <laughs> I was like, you're shirts. irritating bastards. I hate your shirts. You're really posh, but you're quite funny. <laughs> yeah, they, they should put them with um, Mark Andrews and not Eddie Dennis because they're all fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> he wasn't even on the show this week, and I'm still finding a way. Yeah, he was. Me. He was a little bit. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't that. worry, I've got it for you. Yeah, so he I, was a little I, bit. How much you love him? I, I didn't. I didn't get to that bit. Uh, <laughs> Still watching after a match. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so after this, uh, Zay Brookside and Danny Luna say Kaylee, Kaylee Ray might find out how many enemies she's got. Um, uh, talking about approximately six. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, this leads us into the NXT Heritage Cup. Um, <laughs> we get. Uh, a little recap the of the Heritage Cup match that they think so highly of that it's not in the main event like last week's was. Well, it was the main had, main match. It was the first match of it last week, so they had to put it as the main event. Yeah, um, I, I thought this match was really fun. Um, so have, they do. Go on. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say I had a couple of points just before you started talking about the individual rounds. What were you going to say first? I was going to talk about the video package kind of like hyping up both guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just shows like what guys, what both guys are capable of. It makes a big deal about uh, A-Kid's got a background in MMA mm-hmm. and he's a bit more submission-based, which is why he's had a five-star match by Davey Meltzer with Zack Sabre Jr. Has he? Uh, yeah, he didn't. It was one of the only matches he's ever retroactively reviewed. Oh, wow. So he had a match in Spain um, in like a church hall somewhere. Right. Zack Sabre Jr. Um, as if. And Zack Sabre Jr. didn't even have his gear. He was wearing 40 shorts to wrestling. Um, <laughs> that's how that's how like low-key this show was. Right. And um, everyone was like, yeah, this this was a five-star match. You got to watch it. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave Sweet. watches it and goes, yeah, five stars. That was really Hell, good. Uh, he watched it like cool, six months later. Held awesome. at the Cool Rumble event of the Triple W, White Wolf Wrestling. On April 14th in 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll have to go yeah, back and he watch didn't, that. He didn't watch it until like six months later, but yeah, it, it's an amazing match. It's an absolute technical... Like, I feel as if this tournament would be kind of tailor-made for someone like Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Um, A-Kid's kind of the closest that they've got in NXT UK. Right. Maybe maybe Pete Dunne, but Pete Dunne's a bit more of a brawler than a technician. Yeah. Uh, A-Kid's an absolute technician isn't he so yeah he's awesome he's uh i feel like he's kind of like the surrogate for zach saber jr not being in this because he got off of the shitty contract by wwe way back when oh was that after the and, cruiserweight classic yeah and uh, he, he was like i make more i make more on like a month circuit in japan than i would in a year for wwe fucking hell so yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> they really lowballed with uh good old zach saber jr yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, the first round, we got a lot of back and forth chain rest. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's all right. No, no, I was, really... I was, yeah, it was just a couple of points before, and I was like, because Flash, like, this whole mod father gimmick really, really does my head in. I hate the whole mod thing anyway. Like, you've got stupid haircuts. You're no a rocker. Anymore. Like, just fuck off and get on with it. Um, but if he's going to go down that whole fucking gimmick, why can't he come into the ring on like a little Vespa, like a B Ray Undertaker? 
if he loves <laughs> he loves mods that much because he's always he's going it. about his fucking motorbike helmet but i never see he, any he's fucking done it. um didn't he do it on a takeover i can't remember he's done he's done i think he's done it in progress okay um, it might be some kind of safety restrictions why you can't do it in the BT studio. <laughs> uh, we just also, don't know. Uh, Morgan Webster's picture on the side of the, the Tron is an old picture. He's got a fucking beard now. Update the picture. That's it. As you were. He looks a bit like um, Recyphons and um, Notting Hill, doesn't he, with that beard? Yeah. What are you laughing at, Aaron? That's, is it because I'm that's a light thought? <laughs> Absolutely, slated Flash Morgan Wednesday. No, not, not him as a person. <laughs> basically, what we're saying is, me and Tro- me and Troy hate that that Welsh tag people. Team. No, <laughs> not, no well, not Welsh incorrect. people. Rod Gilbert is one of the funniest men in the world. Rod Gilbert's a lovely fellow I've met him. Uh, Rod Bryden is also delightful. There's nothing yeah. against Welsh people. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other Welsh wrestlers there are on it in NXT UK. There's got to uh, be one of like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, isn't Wild Boar Welsh? Yeah, I like Wild Boar. Yeah, there you go. And fuck off, Aaron. There's one. Dude, just these two covering Aaron. their arses for the last Eddie Dennis. Like Eddie Dennis. <laughs> Eddie Dennis. There you Absolutely go. Absolutely covering your arses. Shitting um, it. I also like Tom Jones and Shirley Bassey, also both from Wales. So, Stereophonics there from Wales. I like that. Yeah, so jog on. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the match. Uh, so there's lots of back and forth and chain wrestling. Eight kids working over Flash's arm early on. Um, Flash at the very end of the round, Black after like eight kids kind of like kept him grounded for most of the round. Flash throws him over the top rope. He lands on the apron. Flash hits a triangle drop kick. Goes to do a dive. The round ends. The ref stops him. Yeah. Um, so then round two, we get more back and forth, um, and they trade pin attempts. And Flash dead early on in the round, actually. It was only like yeah. less, less than a minute into the round, I think. Yeah, there was loads um, of back and forth kind of like evading each other's moves. They and did, yeah, they did like trade them and pinfalls. That's and it. Flash just kind of like reverses one and gets the three. Um, it looked quite shocked by that. And then that was round two over. Um, one nil to Flash. Uh, round three, Akid back over Flash's arm again. He hits it. Um, he hits a crossbody off the middle rope and a fisherman's suplex, which looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash then hits his um, a, hits like a standing moonsault off the top rope onto Akid, and then he goes for he goes for like a double underhook. I don't know what he was going for. Um, Akid reverses anyway, and literally just on like the last like couple of seconds, he hits a poison runner, and Akid's like awful, like yeah, like a really Akid. horrible landing. Akid literally lands on top of his head and he's knocked for six. Uh, <laughs> and the round ends. Um, and at the start of the, like the start of round four, like they mm. showed like in the break, Akid's like struggling to get to his feet. And um Flash is just stood there like ready, like he's ready to just charge him. As soon as the bell rings, he hits like a massive running knee. Yeah. That was and fucking it, that, brutal. It was from yeah. that. That, was <laughs> that sounded horrible. Um, crack. There was a there was a couple of really like Stiff fucking strikes in this match though. Mm. Um, he goes up, he goes up top to like hit Akid with something, but he takes too much time. Akid like literally just about gets to his feet. It's like a, a high like Zagiri. Yeah. Um, Flash falls onto like falls down on the onto the top rope. Akid gets up there, Spanish fly off the top rope, 
and then as Flash is just getting back to his feet, he hits like a running super kick. Yeah, I, that. I, was, I was trying to work out what to call is it. Is it a super drop kick? It was kind of like a kind of like a cross of a super kick and a shining wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shining wizards more hitting them with like the side of your knee, whereas yeah. this was legit Straight a super to the kick. Chops. <laughs> um, and he pins Flash for uh, to tie it up one apiece. Yeah, um, going back and then we go into round five. Uh, a kid, it's a hit. Like a, he's just going full MMA now. He just gets loads of like nasty looking strikes. There's one bit where he kind of ties Flash's arm up, and he's punching him really hard and like kind of oh, between like his that. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like kind of between like a shoulder blade and his stomach. Yeah, I look nasty. Like they look really like nasty and gritty yeah. strikes. He was really, uh, really aggressive in this round. Like came out like quite cocky as well. And was just like yeah, kind of taunting yeah. him a bit and just slapping the shit out of him. Yeah, hit a lot of like stiff kicks as well. Mm. Um, then a li- little bit later on, uh, Flash go gets a bit of an advantage, goes up for a swanton, he misses, and before like he can even like sell that he's missed it, a kid's locked him in an armbar. Flash starts struggling to break out of it. A kid transitions into basically a Gargano escape. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Flash taps out. Akid wins. I think that was a big surprise. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was shocked. Yeah. They've done a lot of building of Akid over the last fortnight uh, in regards to this match. But then Flash is one of the biggest stars on NXT UK and they've been making a big deal about Flash. Um, obviously, he's a bit more of a tag team wrestler at the moment, yeah. so maybe that's why. But yeah, that's uh, a really, good match. really, really fun match. Uh, last... I, Say three rounds, I think, were were a lot of fun. Yeah, obviously, Aiken I, I like way back I in. like I like the difference with the round system. It kind mm-hmm. of it it the, like it can be a bit slow at times because obviously it's like a three minute round, and there was a couple there was a couple of times in the earlier rounds where, especially the first round, where it felt like they were trying to like sort of find the feet, yeah, um, yeah. but. I feel like once they kind of once they're getting in the groove of it, like the and with, when it gets to the last minute, the sense of urgency kind of rises. Yeah, yeah. To like wrap it up. Um, like you saw that in the round where Webster hit like the the poison runner, and then realised yeah. he, did, he didn't have enough time to to get the pin. Like the bell went, and as soon as the next one went, he just went straight in with that massive knee strike and that sense of urgency, where it kind of tails off from the previous round. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, I, I like the presentation of it. I, I think it, it's definitely, it definitely feels different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really like the Heritage Cup idea. I think it's Heritage Cup tournament, the NXT UK Heritage Cup. Uh, <laughs> you fucking, what are you shaking your head for, Aaron? You love it. <laughs> I think he's trying to stop laughing now. <laughs> um, after this, we get uh, Kaylee Ray backstage uh, getting ready for her addressing the state of the end of the podcast or whatever it is. Um, and then we get uh, the announcement that Walter versus Dragonoff will be in three weeks' time, which is then tagged on with a video package building up the rivalry. Um, it was a really nice video package. Uh, I was no. already excited for this between them, but this um, this video package of interviews on both of them really, really did well to hype it up. So there isn't a UK takeover. There is. It's next year. No, the 
they're doing um, Dublin is in the July. No, but like one in the centre and where they are now. No, they're they're going to be doing a bigger show on the 29th of October. Um, basically the the NXT UK after Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Because yeah. Halloween Havoc's going to be kind of like treated like a mini takeover. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to be doing for NXT UK as well as they're going to treat. 29th is like a big deal. I think that might might fall into possibly the finals of the Heritage Cup as well, or the semis. To be honest, yeah. Um, so it, they'll probably just use that because of because they don't want to hold off till next year for a takeover. It makes sense to kind of just use that as like a big deal show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes more sense. Um, so we get a video package for. Walter and Dragunov building at the rivalry. Walter says that he respects Dragunov, um, that they trained, I think, in the same place. Uh, but the difference between him and Walter is that Walter wrestles with emotion and passion. But Walter says that his mind is cold and focused and that this is his profession. Uh, he says it will be the greatest fight of Dragunov's life. Ilya says um, through their past battles, Walter's made him better and stronger. And he keeps screaming that he's thankful that Walter's done that for him. Walter says that he made him and he will destroy him. Um, and Ilya says there's nothing that Walter can do to stop him winning the match. And then just as you think the promo's over, there's this kind of like grainy, sketchy footage of Dragunov and just says this match will redefine violence. I am excited. Very, yeah. very excited. Uh, there's there's a couple of matches they've had in in um, WXW in progress mm-hmm. on the network now, literally went up this weekend. Okay. Uh, the best of Volta in yeah. progress, I think it was called. And then there's a few other shows um, that they've had those matches on. Uh, always hard hitting. Yeah. Can always imagine. fucking great. Um, yeah. yeah it, I don't think this will be any exception. I, I hope, obviously, with NXT UK being like an hour long show. What one thing that might be cool? Obviously, I said it could tie in with the uh, the Heritage Cup Finals. One thing that might be cool is if they literally just give the show to that match. Yeah, which I think they've done with something else in the past. With uh, it could have been normal NXT, or it could have been. Uh, uh, they did it with the Iron Man match, obviously, didn't they? With they did the Iron Man match for the entire Cole. second half of the show. Um, but they have done NXT, it before with an hour. I think they've done it where they've had, like, literally, they've had a big match and dead... Was it Joe and Nakamura in the cage? Oh, it might have been. Where they dedicated the entire hour the, entire the show to that match. just that, yeah, yeah. It might have been. I was getting confused. Oh, Joe and Nakamura, yeah, sorry. I was thinking of Joe and Finn, but Joe and Finn wasn't televised, was it? Was it when no. Joe took the belt off him, but it wasn't yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it would um, be nice if they did that. Um, or at least gave it like a good half an hour, forty minutes, because they, they yeah. deserve it from or, everything I've seen from them. Yeah, even if they even if they just add like a half an hour onto the uh, NXT UK K show, just to give that match the kind of platform it needs. Because obviously, the initial plan for that was it was going to main event take over Dublin. Or was it? Because apparently Finn was meant to come back. Yeah, it was Finn and Walter. Yeah, because it was in in Ireland. Mm. That's that was the original plan, yeah. I also, but saying that, I also thought it was meant to be a takeover because I watched, I went to the the recording where Dragunov won the Battle Royal and they said yeah. that it would be for a shot at takeover. So I was like, well, are you doing both? Like, how? They're both meant to be facing Walter. I thought, 
I thought they were teasing that Finn was going to be facing Volta at an actual t- like NXT takeover, not an NXT UK. Oh, one. okay. Because they would they started that feud on NXT. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I yeah. thought it was going to yeah. be. No, no, it was announced for the Dublin takeover as the main event. Was it? Yeah. Oh. What Ilya? Ilya or Finn? No, Finn. Finn. But it sounds right. It was definitely announced. There was no doubt that he was going to be wrestling on TakeOver Dublin. Yeah. And he probably still might, um, mm. depending on the state of the world when it comes around. Yeah, yeah. So after this video package, we then get Mark Andrews backstage uh, on camera. Oh. Your favourite, your favourite, Jay. Um, hey, you're going to love this. Mark Andrews. He's you're going to love this, though. He's then called to attend an incident by Primate, who's screaming for him to come here, come here. And they walk around the corner to find out a Flash Morgan website has been attacked by an unknown uh, attacker. Um, Wild Boar has stood over him, not knowing what to do. They're all stood there looking uh, a bit confused. Mark, Mark uh, Andrews. So, yeah. Mark Andrews. Help. Can I get some help? Please, help. <laughs> and you can just hear him echoing off the walls of the building. Nothing else. Just dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think this place... just ignoring him and hoping he goes away. <laughs> I think this plays into the thing that happened before where they got attacked and no one knew who it was. I think before, before Mark they uh, Andrews got attacked. Mark yeah, Andrews did, yeah. Before lockdown. So and, um, when, when that happened as well, the hunt walked past in suits and kind of looked them up and down and carried on walking. Oh, uh, okay. But Trent, but also Trent seven came out from behind like a load of boxes. Oh yeah. Like, so remember they, they showed like you've been, on, like you've been having like a piss behind the boxes and he came out. <laughs> Like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what's going on there. Um, did, did it have uh, Dave Mastiff in his shorts and flip flops like last time? No, but no, speaking, it, it was wild boar in shorts. <laughs> do you have shorts and flip flops or just shorts? Just, I don't know about flip flops. I know shorts anyway. <laughs> speaking, I, I, I love. I love the whole Dave Mastiff looking like a dad on holiday. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> At the bar in Benidorm, waiting for a pina colada. Yeah. Um, speaking of Dave Mastiff, we get the announcement next that it will be Dave Mastiff against Joseph Connors next week. Oh, next I'm looking round forward of the- to that match. I hope Mastiff slaps the rest of Connors' ear off. <laughs> <laughs> I really I do. He'll be with you on that. But then, God, no, no but time then, for Joseph Connors, but all the time for Big Dave. But then you just hear that he's lost his ear. Yeah. Well, he, he won't it. hear it, will he? <laughs> lost an ear. <laughs> if you get him on the right side, he will. <laughs> <laughs> so we get that next week anyway. Then we get to the uh, state of whatever. What have they called it? The state but, of what? My issue is Kaylee Ray didn't even call it that. No, Ray just came out and acted like it was just her coming out. <laughs> I was like, so what's the point in giving it a name if she's not going to call it that? Yeah. So we get Kaylee Ray in a ring. Uh, she's wearing a knee brace uh, off the back of her match last week with Piper Niven. Um, she's just basically coming out and saying, you know, I've got knee brace on, despite last week, despite everything else, I'm still here, I'm still champion. Then all the Bonnie Wee lasses come out to ringside and we get a look at the majority of the women in the NXT UK women's division. Um, Kaylee then goes around and addresses kind of each one and plays into uh, or refers more so um, their characters. 
points to I forget her name, but says if we've got a witch that can't cast spells, we have Hello, a Val- That's it. We have a Valkyrie that can't fly. Uh, we've got these two that can't get long enough to challenge, can't get on long enough to challenge me, referring to Nina and uh, Amel. Uh, and then Piper Niven comes out and she says, and here she is, the worst of them all, the ultimate letdown, a Piper that plays to my tune. I thought that was really cool. Just was Ginny there? Yeah. Sorry. Well, 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 he, yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Piper. I, I only uh, care about Ginny at the moment in there. She's fucking great. Well, Give her all the belts. The ring. And uh, it's taken out by Nida and uh, Amelie, Amel, I forget how to pronounce it now. Amelie. <laughs> I even know I've written it down about Amel. two pages before. Um, Katie well, to be it. fair, the commentators were saying Amel, but the, in the match earlier, the referee kept calling it Amelie. Oh. And she was just looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Um, Either but or. But yeah, she's, Kaylee Ray's then attacked by all of the women. Um, just, Turns into one big scrap. Did he uh, like Midsummer? She's that fucking good. She can fucking roll out a four woman ambush. <laughs> That's how good Kaylee Ray is. <laughs> um, yeah, she's all cunning. Attacked by all the women, everyone scraps. She then leaves the ring, but on her way up the ramp is attacked by Ginny. Um, Kaylee then hitched, they sort of brawl towards the back, kind of slightly just off the ramp. Uh, and Kaylee hits Ginny with what looks like a record of achievement folder, if you ever had one of those at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then as they're kind of brawling, it cuts to in ring when all the other women are, uh, are brawling and, and wrestling about. My question was, why does Zaya uh, Brookside take out Luna? They were a tag team about a half an hour ago and they were hugging and best mates. And now all of a sudden they're fighting. Bit weird. Um, Valkyrie is then the only one left standing in the ring and then takes out everyone with a cross body. Um, then Kay- who's the only one standing? Kaylee Ray then scuppers off and is the yeah, only one standing yeah. up while everyone's down on the floor. Uh, and that is where the episode ends. So I thought. So right. I take it we're probably going to be getting some kind of fatal four-way or something. I feel like there's going to be like a women's, like either a battle royale or a tournament or something, because there's too many women there involved that are clearly wanting to vie for the title. Bring so back the scramble can... match. A 30-minute you know, you know, that, scramble on. That's what I that's want. A shout. I'd like that. You know, what, you know what else they could do? Because they need to get that match over a bit more. What? The gauntlet eliminator. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely though, that would be quite good for like the women's match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's obviously a, a bigger title picture thing going on there with with all of the women involved. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the coming weeks. But all in all, I didn't think it was too bad a show this week. Um, oh, everything did what it needed to do. The the Heritage Cup match was a lot of fun. Aikid looks really, really, really good. Really, really strong. I was really happy he won because I didn't think he had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of storyline going forward with whatever's happening with, uh, was it The Hunt and Flash and uh, what's his name? Andrews. But yeah, all in all, pretty decent. Um, that's it. You guys got anything else on that to round it up? Um, I'm... Just that I'm looking forward to next week's because it seems like a good good card. Um, they've mm. announced, obviously, Dunning, Ilya versus Imperium. And um, 
Joseph Connors versus Dave Mastiff should be a fun match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's the only thing I'd, like, I will say about Joseph Connors, like with you saying before about the whole ear thing, I hate that <laughs> myself. Like, I don't know why WWE have to pick up on something like that. Mm. Go like, look, look at me here. It's like, he was a <laughs> fucking great heel in WCPW. Right. He was an absolute cunt in WCPW. <laughs> Really? And, but he felt like a cold-blooded like psychopath as well. Right, right. Like his literally his gimmick was the righteous killer. Nice. And he was just he literally injured Drew and made it a storyline. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. He, he was he was brilliant as a heel. Um and they started te- started teasing that before lockdown that he was mm-hmm. kind of going that way. I hope. How do you just go full whack on it, and you'll mm. feel credible threats are like the upper upper half of the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I thought that was a good show. I think that you can tell they're in the rebuilding process. Um, yeah, to try and like re re acclimatize everyone and like reintroduce everybody. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's getting better and better each week, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is as well. I do. Aaron, you enjoying NXT UK? It's a bit average, but I know uh, I know you're a bit on the fence about it. I know we spoke about it a few weeks. Nothing's ago. nothing's springing out to me. Mm. Just all your big stars are. I, I I keep saying this. I don't want to keep repeating myself. It's just a watered down indie weekly show, and it's just. It's bang average all the time. Nothing sticks out for me. <laughs> we we won't have you on the next one then, mate. You can <laughs> put your feet up and, and complain about your sore tooth. <laughs> wow. It, it is. Um, I mean, obviously, the like the head booker of it, um, it's overseen by Shawn Michaels. Mm. But Jim, Jim Smallman from Progress and a couple of the other guys from Progress, uh, like a lot of the writing team. Right, I right. think I think Mark Dallas from um, ICW might have a bit of a input as well. Probably. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. He should it, be. It, yeah, it, it is essentially just an amalgam of like the two biggest UK indie companies so, in progress and ICW. Right, right. And WXW from Germany. Okay. So you've um, got the Europe side of things, Scotland side of things and England side of things. A big three yeah. in all three areas. Hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is like an amalgam of all them. But as Aaron said, it does feel watered down by like that hmm. because obviously they've got the WWE kind of model to fit into. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas like Progress and ICW are, are like adult shows that mm-hmm. they're they're they a lot more proud push um, the envelope sort of thing. Yeah. Pro- Progress, yeah. I think, sixteen plus, and then um, ICW is eighteen plus. Right. Yeah. Right. But either way, it's a bit more like aimed towards like a mature audience as opposed mm-hmm. to being like a family show and having like all the happy clappy shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of, I mean, I know NXT and NXT UK don't really do that, but like main roster is very much. Yeah, you can tell yeah. it's like a family show. Of uh, course, yeah. As Triple H says, NXT is a bit more of a heavy metal themed yeah. feel to it. Uh, but yeah, the thing I think it's go, it's definitely moving in the right direction for me. Yeah, I, feel, I agree. I agree. I feel like with with a lot of a lot of the problem with NXT UK is they pretty much built initially the 
the brand around one guy, and that one guy was Pete Dunne. Mm. I am here for Kayleigh Ray only. <laughs> what, not Gallus? You're not a fan of your not, voice? Uh, not Volta. Right. Not well, Walter. Walter, yeah, Walter, yeah, but Kayleigh like, fucking... I think when he, even when he came in um, and took the belt off Dunne, there was no one who looked like they had any chance of doing that. No. And in turn, now there's no one who really looks like there are, there's, there are any threats of Volta other than Ilya. And Saxon or, Huxley. Or Pete Dunn, <laughs> or Bootleg Brody. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think they've got a lot of building to do, but I think it's definitely moving. It's going in the right direction. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure Michaels is a fucking great man for the business, and he's obviously, he's done a, he's done a great deal of uh, good work for like NXT Mm-hmm. in America yeah, and yeah. now he's kind of overseeing the production side of things for mm-hmm. UK and yeah. from what I gather he did a lot of work in the actual like UK performance centre before the lockdown like he was back and forth between there oh, nice. and the, the US one so yeah. I, I assume that's kind of going to continue and that's mm. he's he's been kind of like compared as like the finishing class who like gets everyone ready for main roster Right, right, I right. That kind of like using that to make everyone feel more like uh-huh. more ready for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of uh, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast um, and NXT UK. Thanks for listening. As always, you can catch us on socials on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and on Facebook at Untitled wrestling podcast i've been troy joined by jay and aaron catch you guys next time take care paper Paper never is just a shite nigga jacks (laughs) wow good grief